The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome back to the ND on NBC Podcast. I'm Jack Collins. Work Notre Dame now 6-1, and one, coming off a primetime win over USC. Game where it was Jack Cohn that they were going to go back to. Tyler Buckner comes into the game, saw a little bit of what he's capable of as a passer as well. Uh, this is a great podcast today, though, because it's Michael Mayer. Uh, Michael Mayer grew up right down the road from me. He went to Covcath High School. I went to Highlands High School right over in northern Kentucky, right across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, and I can remember all the buzz about him as a player and as a young guy coming up, everybody talking about him and the possibility that he may go to Notre Dame. And uh, so all the connections starting to happen. And we have a whole bunch of friends in common. So to be able to have him on and actually get – 15, 20 minutes to just kind of catch up was really pretty awesome, pretty special. I think you get an idea of the come up from his perspective, even having his older brother playing high school quarterback for him, which I thought was a pretty crazy story. So here is Michael Mayer, who seems to be that next great tight end in the long history of Notre Dame football. Enjoy. All right, we are joined by Michael Mayer, who grew up directly down the road from me. So I, I went to Highlands High School. You went to Covcath High School, probably 15 minutes or something apart. Huge rivals. When you were there, I kept hearing your name, man. Everybody kept saying, it was like, they got this tight end. They got this basketball player. They got this guy. They got this dude over here, Covcath. Like, he's going to be something special. And I think he likes Notre Dame. Like, there were some whispers about you, even in the Highlands waters. So take me back to your high school career. You were a hooper. You were a football player. What all did you play? What did you do in high school? What was sort of your, your come up? Yep. Um, going into high school my freshman year, my number one sport was always basketball. I wanted to play college basketball. I was – Pretty much my entire life, I was a UK basketball fan back even when John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, all them, um, mm-hmm. when they were playing. And um, going into high school, I, I, I knew uh, I wanted to pass, play basketball. And so I kind of told everyone, I was like, I want to be a basketball player, whatever. And I went and played football my freshman year, and um, I kind of fell in love with it right away. I fell in love with it. I played middle linebacker, and I played like a tight end wide receiver type thing my freshman year. I was like, a, uh-huh. I was pretty tall and skinny, um, so I didn't have much like meat to my bones. Um, and then when I kind of fell in love with football, um, I kind of got like a, I got a little bench press in my basement, and I was like, I want to be a big football player. So I started lifting a ton, and I gained a ton of weight, and and um, you know I kind of got up to like six four and a half, six five, and um, and then I lost my jump shot. So 
I was like <laughs> a, a, a six five guard that can't really shoot. I don't I don't think he's really going to be able to do much in in the college basketball world. So um, I kind of took my talents to to the football field. Okay, so what age, what grade did you sort of make that switch from? I want to be a hooper to, you know what? This actually looks pretty good in the football side. It was probably freshman year going into sophomore year. Oh, that's early. Damn, yeah. that's early. And you were this big. Were you starting to fill out about that same time? Yep, that's when I kind of started gaining weight, fill out, kind of got to my, like, max height probably. And did they have a quarterback over there that could throw it at Cuffcat? Or were like, what, what was the offense? What was, what was sort of the lay of the land when you were, when you were trying to prove that you could make some plays on the outside? Yeah, so my, my freshman and sophomore year was my older brother, actually. His name's AJ. He plays quarterback at Miami of Ohio. Um, and so he was slinging it to me. It was pretty fun. We actually got to win a state championship my sophomore year, his senior year. So wow. um, that was a cool little brotherhood kind of thing to share. Um, and then my junior and senior year, we had a guy by the name of Caleb Jacobs who's um, playing football uh, down in Georgetown um, in uh, Kentucky. So um, really, I mean – for, for the most part, after AJ left, I kind of just told Caleb to just throw it up in my area and, and see what would happen. So um, I think for the most part, it worked out. Wait, so you had your brother playing quarterback for you? I mean, dude, that is like – that's something you can't recreate ever. So I would, my brother was a senior when I was a freshman. So we were on the same team, but you know how that is when you're a freshman. Yeah, yeah. But to be both huge factors, quarterback, star tight end, like take me inside of that a little bit, man. What, what, was- how was that what did it do for your guys relationship it was huge it was huge um we kind of when we got into high school and we started playing well, we played basketball together too so we played both sports together um when we started getting to high school we were a little bit more mature and could play with each other and stuff and when we were kids obviously everything always ended in fights and stuff so um but just to play basketball and football with him it, it strengthened our relationship there's no doubt it strengthened our relationship but it was also just a cool little element to our family too um, just, it, it definitely brought our whole, I mean, I got, I got three other siblings too. So, um, it brought our whole family together. Um, you know, just to be able to have the element of go watch a game and be able to watch two of my sons or two of my brothers, that type of thing. It was, I mean, it was, I, I don't think I've ever, it was an awesome experience and I'm never going to forget that the rest of my life. Yeah. There's nothing better than playing like with one of your best friends or with your brother. Like there's like this telepathic communication that happens, you know, yeah. like you, that you guys know what each other's thinking better than anybody else on the field. Like that's, that's so awesome to me. So at what point does college come into the picture? Like when do you become a recruit? When does that happen? And who's first? First couple weeks into my sophomore season, um, actually, rewind the first we had a scrimmage we always have a scrimmage in the summer before it kind of the season starts and uh we played Newcalf. and after that scrimmage coach eviston who was my head coach kind of brought me into his office and he was like look like you played pretty well today and i think that if you keep working hard at this you gain a little bit more weight you're going to be able to do something with this and hopefully get your college paid for and i was like at that point college football was not really in my mind at all until he kind of said that so he said that I kind of went back home, told my parents about it. I was all pumped up about it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Three or four weeks into the season, I already have three or four sacks at the end. I think I may have a tutty and probably 200 yards, 250 yards um, yep. on the season. And um, the first call was, um, I think his name's Coach Slarman, who was an O-line coach at UK. And UK offers me. Um, obviously, hometown, whatever. So they were my first offer. And then 
later that day, I get a call from Minnesota. Minnesota calls me and offers me. So my first two offers, UK, Minnesota, um, on the same day too, I was, I was ecstatic. I was so pumped. My older brother was pumped for me. My, my parents were freaking out. Um, it was, it was, it was a Thursday too. And we had a game that Friday. So everyone was like, Oh, like, make sure you're still locked into the game on Friday. But I was like, I'm locked in. Don't worry. Just let me be excited for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then when does Notre Dame enter the fold? I would say, uh, five, six weeks after that. So UK, Minnesota, probably week four, week five of my sophomore football season. And then, I mean, I would say after that, it's a little bit of a blur because I started getting a ton of offers and um, had to talk to a ton of coaches, visits, whatever, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say five, six weeks later, um, I don't know, probably week 10 or 11 of um, the season, Notre Dame calls. And um, I'm nothing but ecstatic. I talked to Coach Light, Coach Todd Light, who, uh, who offered me, and he's, He's no longer part of the staff, but he was a big part of me going to Notre Dame and um, really good guy. And uh, obviously, I'm glad I made the right decision. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah, he's really an awesome dude. Like, I, If I could have talked to you when you were 17, 18 and making a decision, I would have told you, hey, dude, go to Notre Dame. Like, If you're, yeah. you want to play tight end, you want to play NFL tight end, you want to go do some amazing things in your life, you just feel like a Notre Dame guy to me talking to you for five seconds. So what was it? Was it was it the history of tight ends? Like, were you just could you just envision this whole thing in your head, or what? What really made the decision? When I came here, I think my first ever visit, Cole Komet and Brock Wright both um, walked right up to me. Me and my dad were standing right there. I remember it vividly, photographic, um, a little photographic picture in my head. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they walked up to me in the locker room, um, settled up to me blah, 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 whatever. And I remember them walking around campus with us for a little bit. And I just remember how I know wherever you go, you're going to have good guys. You're going to have great, you know, people that can take you around campus, whatever. But I just remember how different Brock and Cole seemed to me. And I just remember how going around campus with them, how normal it felt to just walk around campus with them. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely knew when I, was going to come to Notre Dame that I wanted to be a normal student and a football player. I know at other places, there's definitely lesser of the student and more of the football player, but that's something that I fell in love with at Notre Dame for sure is um, being able to just walk around campus and be a normal person and talk to my classmates and have normal friends in in my classes and things like that. And um, I mean, it really all started with Cole and Brock and seeing how good of guys they were and how good of football players they were. And, um, I mean, I'd be lying if I said, you know, the tight end tradition here wasn't a large part of it also. Yeah. 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 Basically what I'm hearing is you just fit right in. Like sometimes you just know and you just fit right in. So you get up there. The hype train was real in a hurry. And it was my first year. I came back from ESPN, came to NBC to cover the team. So then I had to sort of put together in my head all this hype I've been hearing about your high school career, meshing with you being in the building now at Notre Dame. 
And it seemed to come together so fast, like from the outside perspective. When you first get there for your first camp, how long did it take before you went, I can compete at this level and I can really stand out at this level? Yeah. Um, so the fr- actually, like the first couple of weeks I got here, I think it was June something. Um, actually, I, I texted Ian and I said, let's go throw some balls around. Um, and I think it was me, Ian, maybe Brock, and I think Benny Sko, um yeah. with the Rams right now. And uh, we went out to the field and, and we threw some balls. And, um, I mean, it felt like I fit right in. We were slinging it left and right, running routes, basics, slants, everything. And I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. This is – but prior to that, I was very nervous. I was didn't know what to expect, that type of thing. And right after I kind of did that and went to throw with Ian, everything kind of settled down, and I kind of, all right, I just need to come in, do my thing, and everything else is going to work out. So we did that kind of through summer. And then once camp hit, um, you know, I was starting out with the twos in camp as a, as a little freshman, and I didn't really know what to expect either. And um, But the, the throwing with, the Ian, or with Ian and – being able to run routes with Brock and learn from him and Tommy Tremble and stuff. Um, everything kind of came together during camp. And um, I really just felt like I, I I was at the right place. I felt like I was in the right offense with the right coaches, with the right quarterback, that type of thing. And obviously I think I, I had a pretty good uh, freshman year and everything kind of came together. It felt good. Yeah. You mentioned Brock Wright and the fellas, Ian Book, like, I almost think it's some mixing and meshing of you and your personality and your skill set that all fit there. You know what I'm saying? Like I could just see, I know Ian really well. I could see you two becoming friends like that. And when you develop that chemistry off the field and you just immediately get along, it only translates on the field. And that's what it felt like. Was the speed difference substantially different? Like was the speed where you go, man, these guys can fly around or you could just get up to that level? I could say that the speed was definitely different. But in terms of how long it took me to kind of get to that level of speed, for me personally, it, was, it wasn't too difficult at all. Mm-hmm. So now that you're coming into your second year, year one, you're surprising some people. Year two, people know about you. What's different about when they know about you? Uh, for me, nothing really. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. I, 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 I try to stay, stay out of and stay away from kind of, you know, the hype or the talk or, or what's going on on social media or that type of thing. Um, it's really for me. It's it's go play football and go to class and get good grades. I mean, there's nothing like complicated to it, really. It's really just go play football and make the plays you know you can play or know you can make, no matter what anybody's saying about you. Is it is it weird walking around campus and people like look at you and sort of do a double take at you? And you're like, is that weird? Like, what, what's that actually like? It's it's a little weird. I mean, freshman year, um, maybe it was because of mask or something, but I didn't really have any of those looks freshman year and. This year, uh, they're they're definitely coming back, and um, it's it's a little weird, you know, just either walking out of class and getting a picture or signing something for somebody or something like that. But um, it's all part of the experience. That's part of the Notre Dame experience, and um, I wouldn't want it any, any other way. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's the biggest thing you learned from Ian Book about playing Notre Dame football? I would say his composure. Number one, always. Uh, Ian had the best composure, and. Um, he when he made a mistake he didn't let it affect him for the next play and i think that i think that kind of spread out throughout the offense i think that spread throughout the team and i think that's why he was such a great leader Mm -hmm. i see a lot of that in you and you man and uh coach kelly described you as ceo energy he said you have ceo energy how would you define that how do you try to carry yourself when i'm out uh 
I, w- I would say that's a pretty good description of it. I, I would say the way I the way I play football is um, go out there, get the job done, and get out of there. Now, when I say that, I don't mean get in there, rush, whatever, be lazy, and get out of there. It's get in there, get my job done, and get out of there. And that's kind of the way I handle it is I go in there, you know, catch my passes, do my blocks, that type of thing, and get out of there. It's a, that's my job. That's why I'm here at Notre Dame. And um, that's kind of how I treat it. Yeah, you, you treat it. You treat it like you're a pro already. Uh, these quarterbacks. This is I, you know I've covered the team for a while now, even back to when I was a freshman. I've never really seen a quarterback room like this, where they all sort of have something different that they bring to the table, or something exciting about all three quarterbacks. So as you try to work with all three simultaneously, what's been unique about this process going from one guy who's been there forever in book to now three guys who can do some cool things? Yeah, um, first thing that kind of comes to mind is what you were talking about before with me and Ian is kind of how easy it is to have that on the football field when you have it off the football field. Yeah. Um, so I can say wholeheartedly that I have that with all three quarterbacks right now. Um, yeah. Tyler, Jack, and Drew. Obviously, Drew coming in. I was at the opening with Drew, which is a, like a camp sort of thing in the summer. Um, he was my quarterback for my team in the opening, and we actually made it to the opening finals. So um, I knew of Drew, and, and he threw me the ball at the opening and um, of stuff like that, and we talked to stuff before. And then obviously Tyler – Mm-hmm. Very exciting player. Very, very exciting player. Came here, um, was a big-time recruit, um, can run, can throw the ball. And then Cone, obviously, right when he got here, I knew we were going to have – Cone's a little bit like me in the way that he kind of goes out there and gets his yeah. – finishes his job and gets out of there, you know? Um, and so I kind of had that type of connection with Cone too. And um, I would say he's a little bit introverted too, like me. And um, we clicked right away. And – I mean, I, I could say that I, I really do. I click with all three of these quarterbacks, and I believe in all three of these quarterbacks, and, and they're all three awesome people off the field too. So, I'll tell you what else you have similar to it, Cone, from the way I watch you, is you guys both have this clutch gene about you. It's like when the fourth quarter, you seem to have that Tom Brady ability to just lock in even more. You know what I'm saying? Like you just mm-hmm. come for more. How do you think about those clutch moments? It's a little bit like I'm going to play – in that same moment, like I would in the first quarter, like I kind of, I, I go out, I go, I approach everything the same way, no matter if it's the first quarter, fourth quarter, second OT, whatever. It's just a matter of, is the ball coming my way or not? So mm-hmm. I'm going to approach it the same way, no matter what. And I feel like sometimes it's really just making that play, except in the clutch moment instead of in the first quarter. Can you can you feel some of that with Cone? Like I when it, when it comes down to the fourth quarter time when he's in that huddle, like what what does he feel like stepping in there talking to you guys? Yeah, he's got confidence. I mean, he yeah. he he knows what he needs to do, and I think the whole offense we know what we need to do. And I think um, sort of this year alone, we've had some good success. You know, two minute drives, fourth quarter drives, that type of thing, and um, it just shows perseverance and a little bit of grit to the offense. And um, you know, if we need to score, we're going to go score. Yeah. Last question for you is Tommy Reese. I mean, this guy's 29 years old, 29 years old. It's crazy to me that, I mean, he was up there. So when he was 18, he's playing for Notre Dame. My brother's on the team. He's playing already. And everybody would describe him as this guy's going to be a 30 year NFL coach when he was 18. And so now when he's 29, you can see this coming to fruition. You can see the development over that, you know, decade that he's had. And he still seems young, but he also feels mature to me. You know what I mean? Like I, so few guys can be that. Coach Freeman can do that also, where he can relate to young guys, but he also feels like he could be your dad. It's a very hard skill set 
uh, to find. And both of those coordinators have them. Playing for Tommy Reese, how would you describe it? What's been the best part about having him calling the plays? I would say a, a, a good part of it would be the relatability for sure, what you just talked about. And I think the second part of it is just allowing the offense to play freely. I think there's definitely some OCs out there that, you know, are very strict in what the offense does and, 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 and this person does that and that person does this. I think what, what Coach Reese allows me to do and I think allows Jack and a lot of other people in the offense to do is kind of play a little bit more freely and um, also just being able to relate to us in terms of making a mistake, making a big play, being excited for us, that type of thing. So, yeah. um, no, it's been great, and, and, and he's trusted me the first day I got on campus, so. Yeah, he's even wearing that slim, shady beanie over there in the booth. Looks kind of slick up there, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. watch out for him when, the, when he has that beanie on. <laughs> you got always got to watch out. He's good buddies <laughs> with Zach Martin, dude. I've seen Eifert come through there, Rudolph, all those guys. I'm telling you, you got something special about your, your game, the way you carry yourself, man. I'm telling you. Appreciate um, that. Thank you. It's it's a different level of athleticism and just fluid athlete that you are on the outside. So believe it. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for coming on, man. Great getting to hang out with you a little bit. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. No doubt, Mike. I'll catch you in Cincinnati one of these days, man. Yes, sir. Sounds we'll good. We'll get out and golf or something. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.